we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to another edition of a sit down Purely Arsenal podcast. I'm joined back by my regulars. I've got Neil Shaw with me to discuss a 4 2 brilliant win at Aston Villa. How are you doing, Neil? Hey, Jack. What a banging match that was. Yeah, good. Good to be here. And thanks for having me on. Top man, top man. I'm also joined. Early days, early morning, 6.30. He looks beautiful. James Johnson, how are you? <laughs> oh, thank you. Someone has to say it. So, yeah, I appreciate it. No, thank you very much. And I know it's, you. A, it's a pleasure to be back. Yeah, top man. You're struggling on the sleep. So, so I've got to get that in there. But um, well, we, self-inflicted, but yeah. Self-inflicted. yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen we're, we're known as the podcast that does it when we're winning, um, <laughs> which is why I've been pretty regular this season. But obviously, we, we, we can't, we've got to briefly discuss the slump that we've had because we've, I, you know, three games, one point out of nine. It, it felt tetchy. Went one nil down today. Um, a lot of us were texting a lot of things at that point. Me, probably the most guilty party. So we're going to discuss all of it. First of all, we won 4-2 today. When we last won 4-2, I believe it was when we last won 4-2 at Villa Park. Who scored a header in that game? James, any idea? I'll give you a hint if you're like, Jack, I have no idea if we ever even won 4-2 at Villa Park. We last won 4-2 at Villa Park. I believe the last one was in 2010. If it was wrong and it was before, late, there was another one there. So knowing that it was in 2010, who scored also a last minute, but a header in that game to finalise the win? Um, James or Neil, you can, you can take it away. 2010, yeah. 2010, 4-2. I can give you the other goal scorers as a, a hint as well to get you an idea, refresh your memory mm. on mm. who played oh in that game. You yeah, go on then. Okay, I'll give you one of the other goal scorers. <laughs> one of the other goal scorers was Arshavin. He opened oh. the scoring. He opened the scoring. Lovely finish into the bottom corner. Uh... Arshavin. was it? I remember it because I watched it going, he ain't scoring many of those in his lifetime. I remember it just went again, lots of things cropped up in my mind with this game. And I remember it. Okay. If he, right. So that makes me feel like he was small. Okay. I'm going to punt on Theo Walcott then. It's a close one, close one, but no, not correct. Oh, I, God, I, I, okay. I, I presume he was involved in the game. But I'm not sure. Not sure if he was. I haven't okay. seen the whole full lineup. Not scoring I'll a give lot you the, of headers. I'll, I'll give you the other two goal scorers in it because it was four overall. Yeah, Shamak and Sami Nasri Nas- 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 yeah. was a, was another goal scorer in the Not game. Fair. Nope. That's that's. A, I like the way you're thinking on that one. Though. That's good. That's good. It's mm. good. Who was that, that, that time? Who was that the, um, Who was our? Uh, oh God, I've forgotten his name now. He scored a couple of banging goals for us. Shit. Oh, sorry. sorry, just swear. Oh, what's his name? I thought he was always a great player. He never did anything wrong. Not a yes. He was not yes. Yossi Ben Ayoun. Nope. Nope. No. Okay. You're going to kick yourselves. Yeah, I am. Yeah. 
Because you're making on, me feel man. like, after he said Haleb, you're making me feel like it's a winger. <laughs> and I'm trying to think 2010. You want me to winners. give it to you? Or you want to hold it's it? Yeah, a little bit. Player, we, we can... yeah. It's not your favourite player, is it? No. Well, no. 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 No, no. no he can't be his favourite player for his 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Creating all new ones now. 20, so. 2010, you had a lot that you well, liked. The way we've been up. talking pre-recording and all the time machine stuff, then <laughs> yeah. surprised. I've been reminiscing no, a lot today. No, because to be there were so many of them in that era that were your favourite was, player and then they started um, Chelsea or Man United and you end up hating them. <laughs> yeah. Well, cliche, no. No. No, cliche, cliche was Stoke, weren't it? That he scored against that was Stoke. Stoke. I don't remember any goals yeah. from Cliche off the top of my head, so that's a good shot. Yeah, he only um, scored the one, didn't he? Ox is the only one I can think of now, shortage. No, I mean. that's too too early no. for Ox, isn't it? Yeah, too early. I think it might be too early for him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want me to no. give it to you? All right, then. Yeah, go on. I'm not going to get it. Myself. Jack Wilshere. Oh, ah. for goodness sake. I'm still Yeah, I'd have never got it. It was a tapping. It was a tapping header. They were all over the place, a bit like this one. Bob, edit it in. I think it might be, which is what the only reason I remembered it. It's not like I went and looked at it. I remember distinctly. I was like, I remember us winning 4-2 here once before. Um, and I think it's the last time we win it. But interesting trivia question. Obviously, just an icebreaker. We got to talk about what probably was the game of the season in, in the league so far. I mean, not even just Arsenal related. And, and, Big seasons are full of big moments, right? And this felt like a big moment. And there was there was a few moments in this game where you could talk about four or five. And we don't know what it's going to lead to, but I tell you, sometimes it's about enjoying the journey, isn't it? So, um, but Neil, I mean, we came off a slump. I just want your thoughts on, mm. obviously we lost to City in midweek. We we drew with Brentford and felt harshly done by, not necessarily performance-wise, but but a terrible decision. The guy's been sacked since, and you never want to see someone lose their jobs, but it, it, it was that bad. Um, and then obviously the, the the loss at Everton, which was just a really terrible performance, just felt in a real slump and felt like the one thing we needed in this game was a positive start and we didn't get it, Neil. No, I, I um, it was, it was a terrible, it's been a blip. It's been terrible because we've not been used to it more, more than anything else. We've been enjoying a win, 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 maybe a draw here and there. But other than that, but it's not just the fact that we were winning. We were winning by playing very well and playing entertaining football, playing dominant football. You know, you know, we, we only need to just go back a little bit and remember how good we were starting games, getting on the front foot at high intensity. And then more than anything, just the, uh, the drive and the connection between all the players. And then all of a sudden... Um, I mean, admittedly, you, all you guys called it and I, I just couldn't see it. You know, Everton being as poor as they were. And even though they had Daesh coming in, I thought, now nah, we're going to have too much for them and nothing. And it's just like, he, I've got to admit, I have to admit that Daesh did it, did it, did it played a very good game. He did. Um, and, you know, some of their players like Anana were, were just, it was just, you know, they were out of this world. And I've got to say that I think admittedly they deserved it. They, they We didn't deserve that. However, the other, when you look at the Brentford game, for me, it was the opposite. I think that for me still hurts. Uh, yes, the, the chap has been sacked as a result of it, but it doesn't really help our cause, to be honest. I think when Artis has said us two points that we're never going to get back, I think he's completely right. I was kind of thinking about it a little bit yesterday evening after the game, uh, that the two points that we're not going to get back in a weird way. I know it's not the same, 
it's not probably the right thing for me to say, but in a weird way, that that amazing goal, that amazing strike by Jorginho had a bit of luck. And on another day, you know, nine times out of ten, that wouldn't happen that way. And it's also is that our two points that we've now got because you know it's a bit of a bit of a freak goal, but that's taking nothing away from the strike. It was just an incredible strike, but. So it was a little bit, bit bit tricky, you know, losing to City again. I thought, to be honest, first half was was fine. We 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 held our own. Uh we, we had some good chances in that game. Eddie Enkatier probably should have done better in a couple of the occasions or the chances that he had, at least hit the target, if nothing else, make the goalkeeper work. Um, but um it it started feeling a little bit worrying and then going, as you said. I thought Villa surely, you know, we we I know it's Unai again. I know he's gonna to wanna to throw throw a, a, a what you call it, a, a, a you know, a key in the what you call it, a, a shoe in the cogs or whatever those phrases. Um but I think Banner in the works. Like, that's it. There yeah, we yeah. go. It's too early in the I'm morning. Awake, I'm awake, phrases. I'm awake, I'm awake. Well, now now I now we know you're awake. <laughs> Spanner in the work, God by me. There we go. Um, got it. So and I thought, you know what, we surely are gonna be refreshed in the sense that no we can't we can't let all that good work that we've done for 19 games just go to waste within what two weeks just can't can't let it happen and I thought we would start fast and hard and we would get a quick goal and it, in fact it played out the opposite way you know they 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 did well yeah we can talk about defensive errors or players out of position or whatever it is or in the wrong positions but I thought that was a good goal from them because that was a great pass. It was a really good pass for their first goal. And then I started thinking, we're 1-0 down. Oh, no. Surely. It can't be 1-12. in 12. It just can't. Um, and then that would have actually been, and if you count the FA Cup loss, I mean, Christ, what is happening to us? Is it going to be another one of those seasons where we've been in control, we've been playing really well, and all of a sudden it just takes two or three games that it just derails us. Uh, but you know what? I love the fact that uh, we answered more questions, even more questions. Another huge test of character. I think you're spot on by saying it's the game of the season. Because to be honest, if you were to look at that with neutral eyes, that was one banging game from start to finish. And also, actually, if you think about it, I mean, with even, even the final goal, actually, all the goals were great. They were good goals, even Villa's yeah. goals. All of them were great. Can't take it away from either their two goals and our four goals. Fantastic goals, but not just that. It's just the action. It was like literally end to end at times. I was thinking, yeah. wow, what a pulsating game. But not for us as Arsenal fans. It's no. doing our heart, heart. I don't know what was happening to our heart during that time. But without going else, saying too much more, I think it was simply because what impressed me was the fact that we were down twice, we came back twice, we had chances law in some cases if you think about it to put the game beyond any doubt even after we'd come back and we didn't take them and that didn't let the heads drop they still carried on they're still pressing still probing still asking the questions of the villa defense they didn't let the heads drop once and it paid off albeit so late but it paid off and that test and testament to their character to me jack um i've been saying it all season that was huge in so many ways for me, that is going to give them now the momentum to go on another run. I really I hope think, so. I, I think I think we're going to be fine. I really believe it. So brilliant. So yeah. impressed. Yeah, yeah. Love all that. Love all that. Um, 
James, just um, overriding thoughts. I think a lot of our comments at 1-0, certainly mine was, well, we're cooked, we're done, we look fatigued, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think in, in many ways, we, we, we did a little bit in that in those early stages in that first half, but we we found it from somewhere. It wasn't from changing the team up. Mike Mikel-Arteta doesn't do much of that. So um, he did towards the end, but really we found it from somewhere. We found it from our big players, the Sackers, the Odegaards, um, and a few others that, you know, Gabriel was was just man mountain Ramsdale too. But um but James, uh, let's just discuss a little bit on on your get your overriding thoughts before I want to discuss a couple of things on the first half. But get your overriding thoughts after after that game um, because I think a lot of people are saying if if you lose that or even if you draw that, you start looking behind your, over your shoulder and thinking, you know, you you got to you got to be you got to be in the top four here because you can't you can't let it slump like it did last season, etc. Were you in that mode at that point, or were you a bit calmer and thinking, okay, you know, it's just it's just one game, you know, large part of the season left that we're we're still right up there at the top. Because it did feel very um, significant. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> at the time, um, you know, the evidence is there, isn't it? If if the people could see the group, they would think, God Almighty, what a bunch of fair weather people you really oh, are. It was. I I was absolutely like no I can't take this Toxic, I cannot absolutely take this and it, it got to a stage as well where in that second half before we you know got the equaliser and then the the other two goals right there at the end I'm thinking where's it coming from like we're creating the chances but I'm like oh this is just oh you know the Odegaard miss and I'm like oh no Eddie. With the t- with the header that hits the bar and the other one, I'm like, he's got to score one of those. I'm like, Eddie again. I'm like, I'm backing every time I back you, you just let me down again, Eddie. Like, <laughs> it's the same as with City. Or his biggest backer Jack. for sure. Well, Jack, we discussed this the other day, and I had the convo with Neil because Neil was critiquing his own football uh, knowledge on Michael's podcast that we did, and I said to him, I said what you said to me. I went, what do you what do you call him? And Neil went, well, poacher. I went. When you've got a poacher that don't poach. That's <laughs> the got, issue. You, That's the issue, you yeah. Call it, you know, if this is this is what he thrives on, this is what he tells us, you know, he's he's got an ego, rightfully so, got to have one if you're a striker. You know, striker and a goalkeeper, if you don't have an ego, then yeah. uh, you're, in, you're in the wrong game. Um, but yeah, no, on the, on the balance of everything that happened, you've got to look at it and go, well, oh my God, wow. And um, Neil makes a great point there where he shares about the strength of the character and the strength of the team. When you're searching for two goals, well, you don't think that it's going to be Zinchenko and Jorginho that do it, do you? I, who had that on their sheet? If you had that on your betting sheet, then I need the lottery, I need the Euro millions off you on Tuesday or Friday because I don't know who put them two down to pull us out of that. And you know what? I, I, I was thinking about it and obviously... You know, again, getting a bit ahead of myself. But do you remember when Vincent Company lashed that one against Leicester? And yes. you were just like, bloody hell. Yep. When Jorginho Good done chat. that, I was yep. I was just like, what the hell? You know, and from a person that I've really gone in for and there was the moment for the second goal where I'm like, I'm sorry, if that's Thomas Party, that doesn't happen. You know, he doesn't engage out wide and leave that complete space in the middle for them to pass through and okay Ben White gets done on the over you know you can blame White a lot more than you can blame Jorginho for going out there but I think if he stays central and doesn't get dragged out of that way he's on Coutinho 
or around well, that area. He's got, well, he's got a chance. Maybe he loses that race, but he's he's got better of a chance. And again, second half when McGinn just ran in a straight line, yeah, had that shot. That. I'm like, that's that's the worry that I've always said about them two, especially when you got Jack and Jorginho together getting bypassed. But no, everything you know, it went perfect and. Yeah, just overriding thoughts is like we said. This is this is it now. Go on that. Go on that run. Go on that run. You know who have we really got? And I mean, I don't like to, you know, one game at a time is my mantra now. But who have we really got until that Liverpool game? That you know, the next I think it's the next six should be winning all of them. Should be. Should Jeez. be. Can never look ahead. I Can't know. Even look I know. Saturday, I try to be honest. I know. I know. I know. Can never look ahead beyond Saturday. But I love the confidence. I do. I do like it. I mean, you got to be. Well, we, well, the last time we lost to a Manchester club, we went on a little bit of a, didn't we? After we lost to United earlier in the year, we went on another little one for a while. Yeah, we need that so, again. Yeah, we need exactly. that again. If we exactly. get that again, we're right there. Yeah, but um, no, I think you made a really good point on Jorginho, and um, I want to come to Jorginho. There's obviously so much to talk about with him, but on on the goals, I mean. What we're getting a lot of from Arsenal fans and, and the media over the last few weeks is uh, defensively we look a bit, a bit more um, vulnerable. And, and uh, I mean, a simple way to evaluate that would be, well, we've lost Thomas Partey for the last few games, but it might not be quite as simple as that. Maybe our uh, all of our defenders aren't quite as on it. I think White is a little bit guilty of that. And maybe even Tommy Asu that's come in, he just, certainly White doesn't look as fresh to me. He looks... Like he's just uh, not, he's not switching off, but he just looks a little bit physically, mentally fatigued to me. Like, I don't think White loses his man like that for the second goal, you know, pre World Cup. I, don't, I just, I just don't remember seeing it, you know, where he just lets someone run beyond him. And if you watch when he loses his man and then the goal goes in, I don't know if it's that Matty Cash or someone else, but he just has a little kick out at someone, like, you know, another one that White does. Just, just, just. You know, it looks looks like he he's not quite there. He's not quite at it. And Tommy Asu doesn't look sharp enough to be quite at it. So we we might have a little bit of a, of an issue there. And it's clearly a lot easier to get at our centre backs. You know, the first goal was was clearer that one on one, and you know you're four minutes in, and it was a bad um, dispossession by Zinchenko, who had a terrible first half. I mean, I absolutely love Zinchenko, but he had a terrible first half where he was losing the ball. He was doing just things that were completely out of character for him. And I was like, oh, he looks he looks off here. You know, maybe he's he's feeling the effects of the, the two City losses against his old teammates and all that kind of stuff, you know, because it looked like he took takes, you know, things out harder, you know, having been there and stuff like that. He wears his heart on his sleeve, exactly, Neil. Um, so I just, yeah, it felt a very odd first half and um you know it was a good goal by Watkins I agree with you both it was but but there was obviously vulnerabilities from us it was a good second goal from them but again um issues issues there and I definitely feel in the center of the park I agree with you we've got to talk a little bit at some point about the Jorginho Xhaka conundrum because um whilst I think Jorginho Jorginho is exactly what he is I mean he's very good on the ball but there's there's vulnerability there when you lose the ball and with both of them there there's something off and I also don't think it helps that Xhaka is not on the form anywhere near he was on earlier in the season and that's coming from someone that's been big critic of Xhaka but I've been very aware he's been having a fantastic season so it's it's been an interesting one but but uh, on the positive note Neil in the first half um, not that he kept us in the game as such because it was really end-to-end in that first half um, and, and we probably had the better of it because I felt like we did in the, in the whole game but second half we completely dominated but 
Bakayo Saka, um, Neil, being kicked from pillar to post. Um, but an unbelievable finish again. That's nine goals, eight assists now in the Premier League for Bakayo Saka. Um, he, he, he's a, he's a man, man. Uh, do you know what? And it, you always, I, I tweeted something at half time. I don't usually tweet in games, but I said, when you're, when the chips are down, something like this, um, you, you really realise who mentally are the, are the elite players because technically we've got a few, but who's mentally the elite players? And he's the top of the list, without question. He's the top of the list. I mean, go back two years when we were on the 11-game um, not winning streak. The only player I remember in that was Bukayo Saka carrying us against Southampton at home, going through four people and scoring and, and things like that. I mean, the, the guy is unbelievable. He's the best right winger in the league. I think he's the best player in the league, though some people want to talk about Rashford having a good six weeks, but I think he's the best player in the league. I, I genuinely do, and I don't think it's uh, team bias or anything. I mean, what are your thoughts on his first half, Neil? Because obviously second half, he's basically walking on one leg, but first half, Neil, what unbelievable. I can't... Oh, you, you just run out of things to say. I mean, we say every blooming podcast, and it's... You... you, you <laughs> We were saying, uh, and then I'll follow it up with what James came up with on the WhatsApp group, that it was difficult to pick a man of the match um, before because there were so many when we were having our run. Then all of a sudden, the last few games, we were like scratching our heads who would be man of the match, um, and it just changed. But you know what? You've got We've got to admit, even though he may not have been at the levels when we were having our blip, it, he was always the the one that you always look to. I think it's just by default. It's just just human nature because he's that good. And it's funny that you should say the thing about who was it two years ago that we. It, it was him as a young boy that had come in, um, and I th- I'd, I'd even put Emil Smith Rowe in that as well. You know, I think those two were really carrying us, getting at least some kind of giving us some kind of respect and credibility as a, as, a, as as a football club as we are. Um, and I, I actually was saying that when, again, you know, you're thinking about the blip that we had and what's, what are our thoughts? I thought when he got that amazing equaliser, I thought, is it going to be him again that we're going to be looking to, to get us through these, this, is it going to be him that's going to be carrying us? And then I said, ironically, Embleswick throws on the bench as well. He might come on and, you know, and I thought, God, no, you know, we've got to step up, but at least he's there. And I completely agree. If, if if the award was to be given now, surely, I mean, I think Odegaard's had amazing spells as well throughout the throughout the season. Shaka, who you mentioned a little earlier, also. But Saka, if we, well, not if, if when we win the title, I, I actually believe, and, and if Saka doesn't drop at all through injury or anything, he's got to get player of the season. He's got to. He's, he's that good, Jack. And they vote for it around it, now, don't they? Sorry, but they, I think they vote oh, right. for it around so now. Then, so, then, somewhere between now and March, it's it's got to be. It's usually it's, January. It's, so, it's, if, if, if well, in that case, who's been the best team? It's been us. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, well, it's only uh, it's only him, Odegaard, or Harland that are in it for me. So, well, yeah. To be honest, well, I know Rashford's had his moment, but season-wise, not seeing well, it. Well, then it, it'll be a travesty if he doesn't get it then, because. Yeah, I mean, if if we were to split hairs, Odegaard Saka, I'd, I'd have to I'd have to air on uh, the Saka scale. I think sure. you'd have to for but, moments like this. Though you can't, we can't forget. No, Odegaard's no, no, second I, half. But 
but carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, yeah, he was just incredible second half. But yeah, yeah. first half wise, I, I, you know, he, he's it, just if you just focus on the goal for a second. I mean, who's stopping that? Which great keeper in the world is stopping that? The connection, the awareness, the positioning, everything. He's got it in abundance. But the, what, 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 what gives? What for me? What it is about this kid is he doesn't give up at all. Whereas some of the other players may have, because of through tiredness, legginess, through whatever the reasons are, you mentioned, you know, players like Shaka, White, White, the White and Tommy Yasu conundrum. I think it's because White has been consistent throughout the whole season, and all of a sudden he's had a tiny bit of a blip, and he's been then brings on Tommy. I think it's just unsettled him for that reason. I think that might be of a more of a mental thing rather than a physical thing. And then obviously Tommy, bless him, he hasn't been playing as much as. He may have liked to, so that's the sharpness issue. But I think with Saka, the fact that he keeps getting booted around the pitch for every team that plays him, because they know what he's capable of, um, and he still gets up. Whether it be James was making me laugh yesterday, you know, on one leg he's probably still better than our, probably eighty nine percent of the Premiership anyway. He's just insane. What, what, what does it take to beat that guy to the ground to keep him on the ground? Nothing. The man is just incredible. And it's that mentality, that never say die attitude. And I think that is what is going to be key to us in winning this premiership. Mm. And that goal, my God, what a what a connection. And, and it's him again. And how many times have we seen that this season? That yeah. we, we may have been, even the games we played well in, we couldn't find the net. And all of a sudden he springs up and does what he does. Yeah. I, I, I've got, I, man, the man's a beast. He's yeah. brilliant. And you know what I loved about him? But you, you make yeah, brilliant points. But James, I loved about him. He's obviously you saw the comments from Henri in, in midweek that said, you know, uh, top players aren't nice. And then maybe it is a coincidence, but it didn't feel like a coincidence where Saka was like, I'm not having any of this anymore. I'll you know, and he and he base and he's the guy is so strong. I mean, even when people foul him and take his legs out, he's often still standing. Um, again, it, it exposes something more concerning in the league because we've seen people kicked out of it before at Arsenal, the likes of Jose Reyes and stuff like that. And you'd think an English prodigy who is by far the best English player we've got, we've seen that in big tournaments already, would be protected a little bit more. And I'm not talking about giving him special treatment. I'm talking about just, just calling as it as it is. He's the 51st most foul player in the league, according to data on free kicks that he actually gets given. That's how ridiculous it is for, because we all know he's top three, right? You could put Grealish and Zaha there, but he's right there. So so if he's 51st, then refs just are letting a lot go because this guy gets fouled more than anyone. Um, but um, James, I, I want to let you have a word on, on Sack. I know we've said so much on him already, but but I did feel in, in that first time, again, I was just watching it in awe of him, despite the fact being very, very upset with the fact that we were largely losing that first half. Yeah, no, he's brilliant. He is. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, and you talk about it. Uh, we've said, you know, on here and, you know, with Michael and everything else, it's not a case. I used to say, you know, he's getting kicked a lot. Kicked. Now it's like, no, no, this is bordering on he's being assaulted. You know, one of my favourite films of all time is the very first Robocop. And you know the bit before he becomes Robocop where the dad from that 70s show shoots both his hands off, his chest, and he's like, uh, uh, uh. You know, this is what's going to happen. But say he don't die. 
you don't die. You know, it's like the guy in Snatch. What is it? Boris the Blade, you know, the bullet dodger or whatever. And Vinnie Jones is like emptying the gun in him. And he's still, he's still alive, isn't he? He's still like, oh, you he's won't kill sad, me. You did it. And he's like, for God's sake, how, how does he not die? Yeah. It's even be more like you know? Neo and just dodging Yeah, him, you know? yeah. But, it's but, yeah. mad. It's absolutely mad, the guy. He's yeah. unbelievable. And I said it, didn't I, at the time I went, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Nelson and to Smith Rowe, but I'm like, what have they got to do? Because he was cooked. I literally was like, he's got to. Well, that's just a like, yeah. Oh, we'll, you know, like, um, again, another film reference, bloody Monty Python, where they, oh, it's a flesh wound when he slashes his arm and he's hobbling around, you know, the night or whatever, when he, when they, I'm like, it, it, just oh, just strap him up again. Just strap him up again. I'm like Mikel. I'm like he's he's done it. He's injured, mate. Like he, he's hobbling. Oh, he's hobbling. But just a yeah, comment it, on that, James. That we goes to show the player. Off. We yeah. usually roll him off at that point, or mm. Saka just rolls himself off. It yeah. seemed that both sides, the physio department and Saka, were very aware they need to keep him on here, no yeah. matter what. Whatever the injury yeah. was, a little ankle roll, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They were like, we can't get you off here. No. This is too big and you're too big at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. do you, I mean, On one leg. I have a little bit concerns there that we just don't have that option, which we, we felt no. we needed this summer. And we yeah. were probably looking to get, oh, this winter, we were trying try to look into get. We have to address that in the summer. But sorry, carry on, carry on. No, it just, it's, it's just testament to the lad, you know. Like you said, a strong tenacity. I mean, um just you know, he he has that with the Euros, and but he becomes our penalty taker, steps up and does all that, scores all them, and it, it, you know he's scoring against big teams. You know, it's not like he's scoring in you know nothing games or little. You know, he only scores against the small teams. He's scoring, you know, big goals at big times, and in big moments. Absolutely. And Neil said when he was a boy, I'm like he still is really. What is he? Is he even twenty one? Is he twenty two? I think yet? he's still twenty one. Exactly. Do you know? I what don't, I mean? He's been I'm with like, us for so long. I can't believe he's not twenty six. To be honest, well, you? yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, this it's true. It's absolutely true. And you know, I think twenty one. You know, Mikel, September. Sorry, Karen. yeah. But but Mikel's job was saved on that Boxing Day when he had to play the kids. Do you remember when Willie Ann was, was an idiot and they all had this? Yeah, they all had the silly Christmas meal that got them all you know, banned from playing in the game or whatever it was. Uh, and he, he knows, he knows just, I mean, he, that's what he was doing. Before the Man City offer come in, he was pretty much handed the keys to be the next academy guy at Arsenal, you know, pretty much what the job that Mertesacker's doing now was going to be Mikel's. But he went, no, I can't, I cannot turn down the chance to go and work with Guardiola as well. But I will. he was always like, I will come back. There will be an instance and I will definitely come back. And thank God he has. He he knows how well these kids are, mate. He knows. He yeah. knows. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. and he's the top of the he's the top of the chain. Yeah. He is. He really is. Yeah. Um we go in at half time. We're two one down. Um but just before that, I mean the, the last moment of the first half was Saka being taken out from behind by Coutinho. And he gets up and he knocks Coutinho to the ground and then he just knocks Luis out of the way as well. That, they ain't small people, right? Coutinho was on the LPEDs at Bayern. Um, Luis, Lu, Luis, who knows, you know, but but he he looks a bit of a unit. And Saka, honestly, I don't care if he's five or six, five or eight, whatever he is. The, every time I watch him, 
I'm measuring his circumference of his quads in my head, and I'm going, that's bigger today. Honestly, the guy is an absolute stallion. I'm, I think I'm in love with him. I think I, I, if I wasn't married, I'd go for it, to be honest. He is unreal, the bloke. Honestly, I absolutely adore the bloke. He's just brilliant. He is brilliant. I've had fans from all over the place tell me Saka wasn't going to lead to anything or they're still saying he's overrated. He's di- I'm like, honestly, you just need to watch him for a few weeks. The guy is an absolute joy on and off the pitch. What a pleasure to watch. Oh, absolutely fantastic. And we need his we need his teammate back. We need Smith Rowe back. We need it. There's an opening in this team for him, I think. And um, we need something from that boy. I'm looking at our under-21 schedule. I don't see any games this week, but I'd like to see 45 minutes somewhere from Smith Rowe in the midweek to get his legs moving again, um, to be honest, because I can't see us just dropping him in at this point. But but we go in at 2-1 at half-time, Neil. Um, obviously devastated. And... I, I I don't have a lot of confidence at that point. Um, do you? That's uh yeah. I can I, go I, back I, and I, read I, our texts. I, I I will I will I yes I admit for the first time this season I was I was waning, I was waning only because of the back of the last three or four results. I thought where 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 is this coming from? Why 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 is this? I just for me it was why how how can you turn from being literally perfect, a better start than the invincible season had. How can you go from that to relegation form overnight? Because it was, if we'd lost that game, that would be one in 12 points. That's relegation material, isn't it? I thought, no, 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 no. Um, but game of two halves. We did, this, is a, this is the attitude. This is Arteta. Arteta, I mean, yeah, of course the players have got to do it and they've got that. We've sent, we, we, you know, we could go blue in our faces talking about it. We know that there's that togetherness. There's that we're playing for we, we're not playing for me. You know, that was a great uh, uh, picture there that, that summed it up. It, it, it's absolutely, completely and utterly accurate of our team at the moment. There are no egos. There are no egos in the sense, you know, the, 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 we've got rid of them, thank God, uh, that were there. They're all playing for each other. And that's epitomised by this team, what the character is, how the character has been built, how the attitude is developed, the mentality, everything is is to task. And we are playing it brilliantly. And our heads could have dropped so many times, even even playing well, missing chances, heads could be dropping automatically as a human being. You think it's just not our day. You know, you see sometimes uh, football teams play out of this world and it just doesn't fall right for them. But you know what? We didn't change. We just carried on playing that way, probing, testing, testing. And and you know what? Zinchenko's celebration summed it up because that's his first goal for the club. It's a banging goal as well. Let's go over in the Premier yeah. Sorry, yeah. Oh, I, did, oh, right. I believe I so. I believe so, yeah. I didn't I know so. that. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, That that's quite something considering the player is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, I, I thought it was just, First goal. Oh right. Well, that's even put it in a bigger context then, because he could he, the way he is, the kind of emotional person that he is, and I think you made a great point about the, the two city losses and how that might have affected him. You know, he could have easily gone mental with that celebration. What does he do? Come on, come on, lads. We got a winner. We could get the winner. That's and, a winning mentality. And that's it. That 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 is the epitome of the whole team. It's not just him. It's the fact that we are driven that much. And I think what I liked about it is 
in seasons gone past, even in the good old days uh, with Wenger, after after the golden era, we we were still playing great football. There were some seasons where we were still in it, not just in the Prem, but in all the competitions. And then we lost one and it was a domino effect and that was it. And it always tended to happen around the March-February area, I remember. All right, and yeah. guess where we are at the moment? February. Yeah, I've been there and, before. And, and, and we've been there before and that's the kind, you know, you were saying you must have been thought, I, yes, that, that rang a bell, that February curse. And to see them not give up and pick up, that has, has, has spoken volumes, huge volumes. And, and I just want to touch on one quick thing. You were saying about um, what another, there was another encouraging part of the game yesterday, which is an intangible. It's the fact that Nelson's back on the bench. And you're talking about Saka not being, I, I agree, there's no one like him, no one. However, if, there, if it push comes to shove, before Nelson got injured, he started showing some fantastic signs of what he, we've always expected him to be. And I think to see him and Emil Smith-Rowe on the bench now, Jack, has bolstered us well, even more so. Yeah, uh, than given us a little bit, yeah. We've got in. So it's given us a little bit. And I think that 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 moment in, in the second half from Sinchenko, and then, you know, we had so many other opportunities because we, we took control took complete control it was it was like day and night from the first half it was great to see and after that you know i think it would have been the travesty if we didn't get the winner because we were playing that well oh yeah and and to be fair to villa they they kept going as well and that's what and i think that helped because it's not as if they just parked the bus where we've em- come emery up. doesn't really know how to do no, he that doesn't. in fairness no he's not no. an attacking coach but he doesn't no. know how to do that no, and, and he's he's got the history of it, isn't it? When he's been yeah. in the lead, and he, he kind of then falls apart a bit. Um, yeah. And and I just and I just thought that we've got a great chance here. So if that amazing end didn't happen, I think again it would have we would have felt hard done by oh, because massively. because because of all the effort that all the players put in. And I'm going to say one thing. I know I know Jorginho has maybe been guilty of a few things here and there because of the way he is. James made a great point uh, yesterday about, I think he would, would partner up quite well with uh, Partey, uh, rather than Partey, uh, sorry, Georgino Jacker. I think I mentioned this but, when we signed him. I asked yeah, James this yes, question. Yes, you did. Yeah, and, and I remember. And and that might work. Oh, well, but you'd when, move Partey higher up, I presume, at that point. You, or would you move Jorginho higher up? Yeah, but maybe you move Jorginho higher up. Oh, higher Jorginho. Uh, yeah, I would. I would, I would put Jorginho at eight. Just be, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Just so you give him less, you give him less of the running, and you say yeah. to him, just, just thread your balls. Yeah, because he, he is very good at that. I mean, oh, that's bat. unreal. That's make, unreal. The passing. Make a lot... I've never slagged that. I've always said he can ping a ball. Yeah, you make a lot of sense there. I watched much of the day late, and normally they don't give us much coverage, but. It's funny, there were so many in- p- p- moments in that, James. I don't know if you saw it. The passing that Jorginho was doing to create was exceptional. There was another one which we forgot to mention where Enkertier, he, he lobbed it. He could have passed left or right past the keeper or it could have been a cuter chip. And that, again, had come from Jorginho, one of the passes. And I'm yeah. thinking, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm really liking I won the I'm ball, seeing. yeah. I mean, and... Um, and, and Carry on, Nilko. And and I just feel that um, Jack, we had Jesus and Party, arguably two of our best players, not there yesterday, and we still won. And against City, yeah, yes, 
And yeah. we weren't, but you can't say we were completely bulldozed by City. No, I we think weren't. we were the better. I think it was a one-one game with two big errors. That's what I think it was, yeah. really. But, but uh, in my head, especially hindsight helps. But I'm saying, would there would there have been this conversation? Because it's all lauding City, and fair enough that you know it was a great result for them. But it's the equivalent of them having Rodri and Haaland out. That's what it is. So, so let's be. Let, when you say they got bigger squad, more experience, and that is basically what Party and Jesus are for us. To be honest, Jesus actually probably offers more to our game than Haaland offers the Cities. So, obviously not in terms of goals, but I mean to our overall play, it's night and day. So, um, but you were absolutely right on Jorginho. Seventy-nine pass attempts, led all players. Eighty-eight point six percent pass completion, led all players. Um, his final third entry passes was second among all players. I presume Odegaard was first because of that second half. Progressive passes led all players. Long passes completed led all players. Um, I mean, on the ball, I don't have a concern with Jorginho, to be honest. It's getting him on the ball and it's making sure if, he, if we lose the ball, he's not in a vulnerable position because he doesn't have the physical capabilities that party does. And I think we saw that against even in today because, um, so yesterday, because we were, you know, they 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 definitely had chances more than we usually give up, and against City, there were, despite the fact we we were quite dominant with the ball, there were there were obviously quite big holes left in the centre centre of the park, um, and that's where I, I agree with you. I just think the Jorginho Xhaka thing, we have to tweak that, we have to figure out a way of manipulating that because he's not really going to drop Xhaka at this point. I feel, uh, so 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 it'll be very interesting when Party comes back in to see how we maybe rotate that and, and how, how how we do that. And hopefully Party comes back in sooner rather than later because even though Georgina has been pretty good, I think, in the last couple of games, we're, we're not the same without Thomas Party at the same time. I think um, that's pretty obvious. But um, on Zinchenko, I was telling J- James um, before the podcast started, I got very um, the Rodri vibes against Villa for City um, in the last game of the season where Zinchenko laid it back to him. I felt like it was a mirror image of that goal but Zinchenko from the other side, it was definitely the most important goal of the game because it was about the 60th minute Emmy Martinez is, is holding the ball for 25 seconds every time he gets it and I'm watching it a couple of minutes before that and I'm going this gets another 10 minutes on it and they are going to absolutely rip it in terms of time wasting. They're going to kick the ball out. There was fans throwing balls on the pitch when we were trying to take a throw in. I don't know if you saw that a few times. They were doing everything. And the problem I have with time wasting now is it used to occur in the last 10 minutes of games. Now, Emmy Martinez was time wasting in the first half. In the first half. Manchester City were time-wasting in the first half. I don't think they were even winning and they were being booked for time-wasting in the first half because they were just trying to slow the game down because they know if the game moves faster, it works in our favour. Imagine a Man City side playing a team, trying to slow them down because they know it works to their advantage more than theirs. I mean, that is... If you don't know how far we've come... That is incredible. And I didn't say anything to fans giving me grief after the City game. But if you evaluated the game, you pro- you probably came out of it going, how far have we really come here, to be honest? Terrible result. Really wanted to get something from it or win it. But I, I was quite impressed by the way we were, how bold we were being um, playing a team like that. And I think Mikel Arteta was as well, obviously disappointed, but the Zinchenko goes so crucial. The timing of it's so crucial. And it's no coincidence that these top sides, I watched Forest City 
and City are, are pummeling for us for the whole game. And obviously they, they draw it, which is fantastic. But it's no coincidence their goal comes from a screamer from the edge of the box because teams are sitting deeper and deeper and deeper. And these edge-of-the-box finishes are, I mean, two of our goals in this game came from it, uh, are really, really important. So you've got to be able to take on a shot from the edge of the box. And we've seen Zinchenko frying ones over the bar and party too, but they're doing it because... They they know they know they have to they have to take the chance every now and then because you take you know a few volume it's sometimes it's just volume and and you'll get one, um, but we felt like at two two James we were, we were in the ascendancy didn't we really and um, not that it was an only matter of time but we really did and and at that point um, it started to get really frustrating James missed chances Eddie a few. Any, just talk on Eddie. I mean, any concerns with him? He's in a slump. I mean, I feel like the Martinelli goal, if it could have gone to anyone else, I think it's vital it went to Martinelli. But if it could, but it probably would have been could have been great for Eddie as well. We have to keep faith in him, though, James. He might have, he, he might have hit the choice. bar on the run that he's on, Jack, so exactly. I'm glad it went to Martinelli. <laughs> but we do have to keep... I was actually happy that he started. I think we have to keep faith in Eddie. I don't really see yeah. an alternative at this point. No, no I mean, it, again, it's, it's, it's the same sort of you know, discussion that we had earlier. Everything else I can't fault him for. His work rate, some of his hold-up play the last couple of weeks has been much better than ever. But your whole thing is scoring goals and you're not... And I mean, I'm looking at the chances, Jack, and I'm like, if they're... You know, go back to the Man City game, the first header. If Diaz is right on him, you go... Okay, but he's got all the time in the world. And the one that he smacks the bar with, the header, not the lob, the header that he smacks the bar with on this one, the leap is sensational because he's right. He's Cash and Concer are both like, you can see on their faces, they're like, bugger, he's done me. He's, he's read that early and they're like, that's going in. And then it's smack, you know, it's just, it's just unfortunate. And okay, you know, there was a lot of reports about Jesus is like the Leicester game is where I'm, you know, bang, that's the, that's the one I've ticked for wanting to be ready for. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a, we'll see something this week and it might be happening. It might not be happening. But even if he doesn't start and he's on the bench, it's a good option because, you know, we're screaming, aren't we? We wanted Martinelli down the middle. You know, Neil's wanted it since he, I think we saw him first play. He thought this is the second coming of R9 Ronaldo, you know, <laughs> playing Brazilian, playing number nine striker. But it, it, for whatever reason, he don't fancy it. Mikel doesn't do it, doesn't fancy it. So you got, like you said, you've got to back him, you've got to stick with it. But another thing I will just say quickly on this Inchenko goal, if you watch it, and we, we said it, didn't we, first half, a lot of them dropped, but second half they come up. And Ben White was one where I was like, it took us to be in sort of an adverse position for him to get going, which you want him to get going. We want everybody to get going from when the first whistle goes. But for whatever reason lately, Ben White, and I don't know if it's a mental, whatever's happened. Yeah, Yeah. it's like it takes something for him to, it's like he needs to get a boot up the arse before he gets a boot up the arse to play. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like something's got to happen for it. You know, you've got to wake him up a bit for him to come in. And on that goal, originally he is standing where Zinchenko gets the ball and hits it. Because Keown talked about this on BT. And he's like, how clever of Ben White to read this situation. And he goes, mate, swap. He went, 
I'll go where you are because he saw how, like you said, he saw how bad they were going back. And he's literally, it's like he's gone to Zinchenko. It's going to come here and you smack. It's like he knew that he was going to smash it and everything. Because again, if you look at the reactions, he is the closest player to Zinchenko in the celebration. And he's exactly the same. He's stuck. I mean, he's stonewall with everything that he yeah, does, really. But he's the other players are all like, ah, coming towards him. But Ben White's just, yeah, nothing. And it's like, Do, wow, he's got such a funny. Sorry to he's got one of the best. Foot, no, he's got such a good football brain, Ben White. I know. Yeah. I know he got caught. He gets caught out. And, but in terms of just stuff like that, I don't know if it's he can he, the way he reads it. I'm yeah. like. He's got a good noodle on him, Ben White. I like yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just very quickly, do you know what's funny about that goal as well? I saw it on Match of the Day, James. I think you noticed it. But the Villa players were actually pointing at St. Jacob, but no one did anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Hilarious. yeah. There was someone left all the time from set pieces on the edge, wasn't there? Always. Mm. Like, there was. they, they just left them. Um, again, an Emery special a little bit, but but um, yeah. No, but he's, he, we've good. had previous for that. If you look at even the first game of the season, that space that Zinchenko goes in to win that header to get Martinelli the right first there. goal that we score of the year. That, that's something that we've looked at all year. And I, I said it the last couple of weeks in terms of defending the set pieces lately, we've been shocking. And then some of the corners have been absolutely dreadful, but we got, we got that spot on. And yeah, yeah, like you said, big goal at a big time. And then the one after, I mean, bloody hell, they, they kept on panning to Tom Hanks all game. And, you know, didn't pan to him during that moment, though, did they? Well, you know, old Martinez, you've got a friend in me, Martin. You know, saving Private Emmy. Before you give me your your take on that goal, can you tell me a little bit about how big the Ramsdale save was and the Gabriel tackle was? Oh, humongous! Humongous! Huge, it? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, when I was watching it, when I've seen, I've I've forgotten his name. It's Bailey. still too early for me. That's it. When He's I've a seen good player, isn't he? I know, but when I've seen him do that touch and go, Jack, I've had to, you know, Neil swore earlier, so I can do it now. I've got, oh shit. I'd I take him as a backup. I'd take him as a backup to Saka, Bailey. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. him a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But as soon as I've seen him keep that in and turn, I've gone, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and what a big save. What a big save. And the, the Gabriel block was absolutely because he's lost him there but he just does he just turns then he? he turns back and as he's turned back that where he's put his body there it's bounced the bottom like yes yeah yes yes and th- there was another one as well where Saliba they'd done another big long ball didn't he and he he did what he should have done for the goal he showed him outside to what and then yeah and then he did yeah. a bit with his he did a bit with yeah, his feet he did a bit this. he did a little bit of footwork and then got the ball out and everything and you're just like oh this is there he is because you yeah. have times with especially lately with Saliba where you're like where where are you mate just show me you're there I know you're there He's but just back. show me he learned yeah, from back. that first half moment of just yeah. standing off a bit too much I yeah. felt yeah. didn't get yeah, close enough got, to him before he got to the edge of the box should have got tighter shouldn't he should have got tighter yeah should have got tighter yeah, yeah make the foul straight away yeah. if you're gonna yeah. or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. he should have got tighter shouldn't he Neil yeah yeah. <laughs> no, this is an innuendo here no um, please <laughs> I'm moving off it I feel it um but um, six people agreed. But there we go. Um, you know, six, six people think he should have got tighter. But there we go. What do I know? What do I know? Um, but the the weird one was um, the Bailey shot for Ramsdale. I was watching it going. Well, it's a, he should get his hand on it, but it's such a powerful shot. 
that it's just a great save for him to stop it, you know, going through him almost. And you're watching that. Um, I, I want to say that was around the 90th minute or maybe, maybe I'm thinking it, maybe it was a little bit earlier, but you're watching that now going back and you're going, well, th- th- this is a, this is almost a three point swing, you know, in a way. And Neil was talking about, you know, justification for, for Brentford and, 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 you know, you feel harshly done by in that moment. You're like, Oh, how do we not win? But this one, you know, could have really been anything in those last moments. Cause we had to, we were pushing so much. I mean, it was an over three XG to 0.78. It was, a, it really was a free one game anyway to us, um, to be honest, 20 shots to seven. I mean, we dominated the second half and Odegaard was a huge reason for that being on the ball. We can't forget how good, it, despite his absolute sitter, we can't forget how good he is in, in developing our play and creating moments and such quick feet, so good on the ball. He, he, he must've looked at the city game and felt, I should have shown more. I should have shown myself more here. I've been a better player than De Bruyne all season and I've let him have it in this game. And I, I think I saw that from him in the second half. And But it was just amazing. Well, Jack, Jack, sorry, but you know, we're, talk, we're, talking about, we're talking about Emery earlier, weren't we? And, you know, it's very reminiscent of when he was in charge of us and we just concede an absolute joke of a goal. Yeah. And you'd be like, for God's sake, for God's sake. But there were times in that second half, and I will admit... Odegaard was absolutely sensational. You know, I mentioned it on the one that me and Neil did last night with Mike. The second half performance from De Bruyne on Wednesday, Amazon did the coverage over here. And I just was like, bloody hell, they filled up an absolute case of Kleenex going on about De Bruyne, De Bruyne, De Bruyne, De Bruyne. That second half, I know it's Aston Villa. It's two different. So I know that obviously we're top, so it makes it bigger and better. But I put that second half from him up there against any performance of I've, I've seen of De Bruyne or anything. When they're in full flow, he was absolute. But again, <laughs> it's reminiscent of when Emery, there were times where he had the ball at his feet. And I think he he was shocked himself about how much space and time. It, like you said, they withdrew and withdrew and withdrew. It was sort of like, I can't believe they're giving me this much room to, <laughs> you know, operate in. At City, you're talking about? No, against no, no, City. against Aston Villa. Against oh, Villa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it was, yeah. you could see oh, in his absolutely. face, you could see it when he's got the ball there, he's like, bloody hell, they're not coming to, you know, they're not pressing right. me here. They're yeah, not pressing, yeah. they're not on me. Yeah. He, oh, like Emery he, massively he, plays the odds, doesn't he? He leaves gaps. Yes. He, he plays yeah. the odds. He looks for the vulnerability. He looks for the mistake mm-hmm. and tries to pounce on it wide, always wide. Yeah. Um, yeah, so but but um no no Odegaard. I mean he is those are, are two big sack of first half Odegaard second half. They're two best players that we've had all season going forwards. I think eight goals, six assists well, for Odegaard. Like Neil said, um, sofa score gave it to Odegaard. I think who scored gave it to Odegaard, and then I think the club man of the match thing on Twitter, Jorginho won that based off probably that late. Yeah, point. I, was very, I, I was think I think BT gave it to Odegaard over here, didn't they, Neil? So. Yeah. I'm yeah. like this. So again, you, you can pick who. You, again, you can pick who you want instead of you know who it's going to be. That's that's the that's the testament of the character and the team, like we said earlier. Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel. I mean, there was six minutes added, which was probably kind to them, considering Emmy Martinez wasted about nine of them with a ball in his hands. Um, but ah, oh, the, the poetic justice now of this goal. I mean, it's almost. I mean, you want to see a shot like that just ping top bins. In this case, you want to see it bounce off the back of the head of the pricking goal. That's what you want to see it do. And that's what it did. That is what it did. And that is that is justice beyond the week. Because I, 
I there was a point where I loved Emmy Martinez. I'm now of the opinion that he's the biggest moron on the planet. Like he is an absolute moments player, but he is a terrible weekly player. Like he is all about the moments. You can have a penalty shootout or a cup semi-final. He's perfect. You put him in a league regular game, 3 p.m. on a Saturday. You want anyone but him. And honestly, he was wasting time when Emery was probably going, well, I think I could win this game as well because we've just hit the bar. And Emery Martinez is sitting there with a ball in his hand 30 seconds. I mean, he must be driving his manager insane because he's not asked him to do any of this, I don't think. Um, and he gets booked, but he should have really been sent off for the amount of times he was holding it. But, Neil, thoughts on the goal? The ball played back by Martinelli is bobbling all over the place. It's a good ball, but it's it's bobbling all over the place. And it's a fantastic strike across the ball from Jorginho, um, who deserves a lot of credit, doesn't he, really? I um, Can I just go back just step, one step about Martinez? I agree with you. I loved him. I was so upset when we got rid of him. Same. So goddamn upset. And I don't think I've ever gone from loving someone that much to absolutely, and hate is a horrible word, but I cannot stand the guy anymore. His and you think about the World Cup final and his antics. There's billions at the showcase, showpiece sporting event ever on the globe. And he's doing that. All right, he's happy they've won, of course. I mean, everyone's going to be euphoric. But the antics he's pulling and... He's just an, become such a horrible... It's when he left, he had so much to say about Arsenal, so much negativity to throw out. at them. Yeah. Um, and you just... And even then I stuck with him. I don't normally follow, you know, celebs or anything. I actually followed him for the first time. I thought, I'm going to follow someone. And it was him because... And even I carried on after he left and it, I soon unfollowed him because I thought, you are a disgusting human being. Who do you think you are? And... And Emery doesn't like him. Emery's getting rid of him. Emery can't stand the guy. He destroyed him in his interview. And he walked off. I've just never seen anything like it from Emery. Because Emery doesn't that do kind that. Of, oh, no, he doesn't do never, that at all. Never does that. Never That's does that. Players. So, so you know what? I would have loved nothing more for that super strike to gone in cleanly. But actually, because it was Martinez, I'm so goddamn happy that's happened because it's become, they've become one of the memes now going forward. Obviously, along with the Arteta meme, which is hilarious to staying alive. I don't know if you've seen it, Jack. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. brilliant. This one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It goes for like two minutes. Someone posted it. Like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, brilliant. It's the best um, gift of all time. Absolutely fabulous. So we got two memes in one game. Just goes to show how great that game was, even because it's produced two wonderful memes. Uh, both positive for us, of course. But yeah, um, and, and and quickly, just before I talk about the goal, the save from Ramsdale, a lot of times we forget what those moments that defenders and goalkeepers do that are worth equally as much as a winning goal, if not more in some cases. So that you have to give a mention and shout out to that. Gabriel, what he did, Saliba's trickery and that save. And that was a save because it was sit so fast. Initially, you just think it's a clean strike to the bar, but it wasn't. He saved it. What's how important is that going to be come the end of the season? Yeah. Incredible, but anyway, the goal, yeah. I mean, that was um, what I liked about it. It wasn't just the fact of the way it was shot and the, the, the connection he made, the fact that he had to make it a good connection because of what I didn't notice about the bobbling. So, you know, this oh, yeah, that's, really made it, that's that's even made it more impressive now. But it was the fact that he was asking for it, he had his hand, he literally had his hand, he knew 
he wanted that ball and he yeah. knew what he wanted to give do. It, yeah. And that made it even more impressive that, you know, because sometimes you think, yeah, give it to me, I'll shoot. And then he doesn't come off. He would look a bit of a plum. He knew what he wanted. He asked for it. Martinelli thankfully saw him, gave it to him. And what a fantastic strike. Um, I don't care how it went in now. Initially, I was a bit upset that he went off him. But now thinking about it, and that was the 92nd or 93rd minute. And we still had... And we still had room for another. And oh my God, I think I think actually now my mind's made up. That is the game of the season. Purely because of the emotions, because of what's happened in the past. If we were still on a winning run when that happened, although it would have been great, the impact wouldn't have been as much emotionally, I don't think. Mm. But because we've come across a, a bit of a horrible patch and we thought it was going to replicate even in this game when we went down twice, not once, twice, that's come from behind. I think the significance of that goal emotionally as well as the points and what it meant for the club was huge. Massive. Really hope so. Yeah. It. Yeah. Game of the season. So far, have you seen the video of the celebrations at Jorginho? I'm sure you've seen it. Um, at, at Jorginho's go from the fans perspective where they do the whole thing, where they show the fans, they show Jorginho, they show everyone. Xhaka is, he's on the, I think he's a sub at that point. He's ran over to the other side of the pitch with his shirt and kit on. I'm sure there's some sort of rule. He's on the pitch, yeah. He was a sub. He was already subbed. Yeah, yeah. there's some sort of rule. I'm, I'm sure they'll fine us for it. I mean, Jurgen Klopp does it in a tracksuit. It's okay, but yeah, they'll fine us for it. Um, But it was hilarious to see Xhaka jumping amongst them. But just the, yeah, the, Jack, the celebrations. Thank, thank God it got VAR'd, mate, because Gabriel... Oh, freaking me Gab- out, mate. Gabriel is right at so basically there's the stewards and like the little cordon but there's the video of the fans that's filming Gabriel is going big tens to you big tens and the stewards are like mate clear off and he's like he's having a high he's having a high five he's he's having one he's having one mate he's just he's literally any person that's in like a five five meter radius of the guy he's like Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You don't leave anyone hanging. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I'm like, thank God we had the time where they're mucking around thinking it's an offside. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. What, God, what and I mean, really... we're, we're, well, we're talking about the celebrations on the pitch. It kicked off upstairs. The bloody yeah. data analysis, <laughs> they're kicking off because apparently they've gone, Where you know, they've celebrated it in the press box and it's, they're throwing hands up there. <laughs> Brilliant. Madness. <laughs> Madness, what I love loved about the soccer, because I've watched it about 10 times, I'm sure you all have, but um, I loved the, the the team photographer was just, Zinchenko started going mad and he ran in front of all the stewards, the team photographer, went right up to Zinchenko just to get a video and pictures of him because he's, he's doing his thing and he's Zinchenko. And then Georgina, I love the surrounding of Georgina. Obviously, when you score a last goal, people are going to do that, but it feels like they've really taken to him, his experience. Um, I saw a little celebration between him, Vieira, Martinelli at the end there, like they're doing something. So they've obviously got a little um, connection you know Jorginho's obviously got a bit of a, a, a um, Brazilian background as well hasn't he so so th- there's there's that yeah, from Martinelli the, 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 the club the club know Jack they know that the, that that signing a lot of people were like well you know me me especially and they're like got to do got to try and win these lot round and it's stuff like that that I mean, all my tweets are there. I know I'm going to get quote tweeted and people are going to call me, you know, every name under the sun. Oh, mine too. But I I don't care. I don't care. I've had it with Ramsdale and I'm like, yeah, you know, 
Yeah. What is it? Arteta says in life, be better in it or whatever it is. Yep, yep, yep. Well, it's yeah. nice. And fans were singing. They got a song for Jorginho already. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw on Instagram real Arsenal fans going crazy singing that song. And it's nice for Jorginho because he's never been in a title race, so it's nice yeah. for him to be in one. You know, yeah. And you, nice you, for you him talk to about be the, at a big uh... club and be in a title race. <laughs> you talk about the celebrations as well. Got to give it up for old Fabio Vieira. He, he falls to the floor when he does the pass. Really. But, He's on the floor. He's giving it a little. He's doing a little jig as he's as he's falling because he knows. And then uh, Martinelli, he's absolutely sent Gabby a You know, Gabby a bonlahor's. I don't know. Someone needs to check up on him. You know, he he needs a bag of crisps. So he's going to pass out. He, he's, he's livid, going mental. Isn't he? Oh, he's going mental. Uh, disrespectful even to his teammates. Put Nonsense. the ball in the net. Oh, he's been dreadful for a month. I tell you what, he's not been dreadful, Jack. I said it. I've said it for weeks. It's not been getting it. Even if you put, if Trossard starts, the problem is not the winger on that left side. It's sadly how Zinchenko and Xhaka play because they both operate in the same area. They both attack the same space. And teams are figuring it out. They're sussing it out. And again, as well, where Xhaka's form's dropped, you know, it, especially first start, he's trying to control the ball and it's going an extra two or three, uh, just things are falling off him. Or it, it was just, he's in a, I wouldn't say like a absolute massive purple patch, but he's just in one of them things where it just, everything he's trying is just not coming off. And again, we keep saying it, Jack, don't we? Mikel, trust you know, this is 35, you know, people are still saying he's not been backed. The other day he had White and Vieira on the bench. And that's £85 million worth of players sitting on the bench. Yeah, my brother Arsenal's says never, this. Well, Arsenal never, Arsenal's never had that kind of, you know. Okay, Chelsea, when you look at Chelsea, you've got £600 million sat on the bench. <laughs> and they still lose, by the way. Uh, <laughs> chuck that in there. Um, the bottom of the mean? table. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know what I mean? I'm like, trust them more. Vieira, you know, like I said earlier, Neil, get Vieira on Saka's meals, you know, get him off the cow and gate and get him on proper food and you've got to play there. Did you see that today, today as well? Um, De Bruyne had a mare today. It was terrible. They catch him driving in McDonald's on the way back, don't they? You think Odegaard's driving McDonald's on the way back to Villa Park? He's gone in. He's I, gone I, to the local After, after today, I would have let him grill. I'd have said to him, you you can have your you can have your nine nuggets and your share box after that today. I'd yeah. have let him have it. <laughs> but you know, Saka's already there. He's meal prepping on the on the bus, Saka, so it's no problem. So it's, you know, he's got it sorted. It's no it's no no bit no big issue. But that final goal was obviously great. Uh, great for Vieira. I mean, a lot of people are shooting in that situation, I think. You know, they're just looking, they're not even looking. They're just going, oh, last second, just get it out and go just shoot it towards goal. I'll probably make it if I don't whistle's gonna get blown anyway, because it was basically the last Second at that point, 97th minute, I think. So it's great awareness from Fabio Vieira. But Martinelli, I tell I mean, I, this is the beauty of having a squad rotation. I'm not saying Martinelli doesn't make that run, but he is miles away from Fabio Vieira when he actually gets the ball. And then he flies. He And, he, and I thought he was he was very good. I mean, how can you say he wasn't good? He made an assist and a goal and he was on the pitch for 20 minutes. That 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 That's what you get when you're, you're able to squad rotate. So whilst I don't think Trossard had huge impact, look what, freshness and re-energizing you give to the player that is a starting player for you um just look at that you know and that that's huge so i just think and and martinelli needed a goal you know i, I don't think he's had a bad month like old dopey on talksbook said but he, he he needed a goal you know he needed he needed he's not really getting a lot of chances in the last few few weeks so great to have one like that and his celebration that that picture 
could well be iconic. You know, I mean, it really, really could as well. Well, but... similar to his Chelsea goal, it was iconic. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was lovely. It put a cap on it, and and some people say, um, you know, I had Andy Townsend coming in here, which is also impartial. Played for Villa for forty six years, um, and he's commentating over here, and he goes, "Oh, that doesn't tell the whole story of the game." And I went, "Actually, four two is a bit of the story of the game, to be honest, because it was a two goal game minimum." Um, we just happened to do it in the last few seconds. Um, lovely to see Emmy Martinez not only make the error, but then make another error for the second for the second uh, moment in the in the in the in the game, and then we so livid. And uh, like you said, Neil, completely out of character for calling out. I haven't watched the interview. I've just read the quotes, but I want to watch the interview now. I want to see what Emery says about him because it's it's it's, it's beautiful to see. It'll be lovely. Emmy Martinez is dreaming of playing Champions League football. Um, no one realises that they're going to have to play him in the league as well and that he's going to take them to mid-table wherever they are so um, that's going to be nice to see um, but a huge win I think we can all agree an absolutely massive win um, how significant it, it will be uh, we don't know but for this weekend I mean we, let's talk about it a little bit I mean I didn't expect Forrest to get anything I watched the first 30 minutes of the game and I was like that they're, they're not getting anything they're not even moving out of their own area so I, when I heard, my brother video called me 86 minute in. I'm like, what are you video called me for? He went, Forrest scored. And I went, you what? I was like, you kidding, right? Um, because they were pummeling the goal. I don't know if you saw, did you see anyone see Harland's double miss? Did you see it? Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my word. We're talking about Eddie and Ketia's misses. Hey. Oh my goodness. That second miss from oh, that's Harland. that's not two points. And there you go, maybe. But you, I just—I mean, it, it, their game was very similar to, to our game. They gave up less chances than we did against Forest, but Villa were probably a bit more uh, a bit more dangerous um, than them at times. But there was a time in the first half that, that I was looking. I was, you know, when you, I'm refreshing. I'm refreshing. They had 88 percent position. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, hang on a sec. I was like, have Nottingham Forest just like got a throw? And just thrown it back to him. I was like, "How'd you get 88? I'm like, "What has happened? Like, have they touched the ball? <laughs> like, what is going on here?" Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. I just watched it, and and, and they did. They missed guilt edge chances. I mean, not dissimilar to what we were doing in the second half, but yeah, but then they well, they, you, they got paid for. You know, it, old yeah. old Guardiola. He he was saying about going to London and going down south. Don't get much souther than Bournemouth next week, mate. Ooh, hopefully, good point, hopefully, good point. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do look. Not very good, Bournemouth, but yeah. yeah. Here's Shearer, uh, James. He's actually tipped Arsenal out. First, I was shocked. He's no, tipped Arsenal really? the time. Yeah. Shearer. Wow. Well, it, it, yeah, just to put shocking. it in perspective, uh, we've had a nine-point slump um, and there's a long way to go. And I, I think our fixtures are far, far tougher than Man City's. We play the sides they play at home away. We play Newcastle away, Liverpool away. Um, and they play them at home, and there's one more I'm missing there. We played, uh, we played Chelsea at home, but um, and uh, but they play pretty much all their big games at home. Now that's not saying necessarily anything, but but you know on paper they definitely have a better uh, schedule than us. But you know a lot of their drop points have been. Yeah, but we've got more home that... games left overall. Right, right and right, right. I think the biggest component still is the fact that they're in the Champions League. Pen is definitely. He's yeah. definitely gunning for that more than anything. 
Yeah, we want to keep him there for a while. I'm, like, oh, yeah. I think I said a few weeks ago, I said I yeah. completely support that just sitting in the Champions <laughs> yeah, League this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to support him fully. Um, absolutely. And I think yeah, blue moon. Blue moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we want him to, to, to really feel the domestic cup loyalty this season as well to the FA Cup. We want him to feel that. He always wins in a domestic cup. Let's do that again. <laughs> Please. Um, well, it, well, it's it's very hard to win the Champions League when you're playing Rotherham, Stoke, and Plymouth next season. You, do you know yeah. what I mean? When you get yeah. relegated, you're not in the Champions. Win it now. This is this is your best time, man. If you yeah. if you're watching Guardia, this is your time, mate. This is your best time to win it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're exactly. not going to get never be in it again. Well, also, just um, you're not going to be there next year. You know, you're going to leave because you said if if they're caught, I will leave. And if you don't, I'll, if you stay as a manager when you play Plymouth Rotherham and all that, then you're full of shit, mate. So Chelsea are putting a hundred million bid for him right now. I reckon. Oh um, yeah, but but um, I, I lost my trade. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, it was a swing, and, and and if you, it's really hard to evaluate it. But if we win our game, let's just take it. We win our game in hand, which I think is Everton at home, and everything. You know, we keep winning like or or, or consistent with their points total at the break before the World Cup. We were five points clear with uh, level one games, and if we win our game in hand and we continue like we are, we would be five points clear. And if if, if you got told that when Gabriel Jesus got a three month injury during the World Cup, I mean, you would have snapped. You know, yeah, your hands off for it. So whilst we drop points and some of which we shouldn't have, and you know, we can talk about that. Um, if this can be a moment where we 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 get back into our groove, which we fingers crossed can, um, that that is massive. And and they haven't really had big injuries this season, unless I've missed it. They've had injuries to fringe players. You you know your your fullbacks, your Concellos, who was out of favour, and uh, Laporte, who doesn't really start much. Um, John Stones had a few weeks. Um, as well. But in areas they 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 have a lot of coverage, but in areas they don't like you know the the, the Harland or or the wide wing wing players and and things like that. They've they've been pretty lucky in those areas. You you say that Audrey, you say that Jack. I I don't think that Alvarez is a bad option. No, he's not a bad option. He's very. I mean, I mean um, if you look at the drop off that we have in terms of Jesus to Eddie, they're two totally different players. I think that they look more like the free-flowing city that won everything when they have Alvarez. And I know people say, oh, Haaland makes them worse. That's complete bollocks. You know, you don't get 26 goals. No, no. <laughs> How is he making them worse when he scored? Yeah. He scored in, what, 19? Uh, well, sorry, it's 23 games now or whatever. But there was a couple games back, weren't it, that he, he was on the same amount the two top scorers got in 38 last year. Insane. On his own. Yeah, insane. Uh, come on, like we said earlier, the, the guy's a cyborg. You know, he's a he's a walking yeah. cheat code. You know, so. a robot, and a yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, I agree with you. I mean, their their play may be a little bit more clear. You know, the the, the, the a little bit more easier well, to, they've, to well, understand. They've never, but... they've never had that definitive number nine player. No, you know, they had an Aguero, but it's literally like any what you want to do with this guy up top, you can if you want to go long for him to run onto, if you want to cross it, if you want to yeah. play it to his feet, you know, he's, he's, he's just that guy. He's, he's that proper guy. annoying, isn't he? He's proper well, annoying. Well, it, it makes me think, and I don't know if we're ever going to go down this route, but you see Liverpool now, Nunes is starting to show it and, you know, yeah, he's a big boy, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's like, is this how forwards are now? Are we going back to, you need your big forward? 
Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm, I'm I'd like, like it as an option. Yes. Know? Yeah. Definitely as an option. I don't know if I want it as the option because I feel certainly not yet. I don't think we're at that moment really yet. Yeah. I still think yeah. there's a couple of things to adjust first, but Oh that, that Moller kid's still on that Moller kid's still on loan, isn't he? You know, we'll see. Yeah, I think he's in Dutch division two or three, but we'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah. You never know. I don't know how tall Balogun is, but he looks a bit more of a of a of a, of a, of a pin-up number nine than maybe even yeah. Eddie is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, it would yeah. be interesting, but huge weekend, big swing. You know, a, a lot of people were saying we were going to drop points against Villa. I think people put City as a banker. It just shows that there's a lot of twists and turns um, to, to happen, hopefully in our favour, if there are some. Um, um, but there's a long, long way to go. You know, if we've got 15 games left in, in the league. We need party back. Jesus is one week closer, wherever that, you know, that, that comeback is. I think personally we won't see him next week, but I think we might hear something the week after. That's my feeling on it. Meniscus repairs, which I believe he had, are usually sort of the three-month point. We're coming towards that at the start of March because he had his surgery on December 8th. I've been keeping a check on those weeks very carefully. Um, let's do our predictions for before we go. But Oh, a quick thing. Um, here is picked three players in the. I was talked about with Neil. Three players in his invincible side, James. He said he would pick Saka for himself, Odegaard for Lundberg, and Saliba for Torre. Do you agree with that? Would you change anything? The change I made was Odegaard for Gilberto, not for. Um, and I'd keep Perez in the team, um, but I probably would drop out Lundberg, Gilberto, and Colo Torre. Very difficult. But I do think those are correct three players. Um, would you change anything? Don't know if you've had time to think about it since I mentioned it. <laughs> no, I, I I do agree, but at the same time, oh, as much as I, you know, we've professed our love for Bukayo Saka, I can't, I can't. In a, in what world, I can't ever say I'm dropping Pires. I no. can't do it. Would you I drop Lundberg for him though? Because Oh, God, yeah, right side, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get told off because I still say that I think Overmars was better than Lundberg, mate. Oh, no, he but, was. Um, he, well, 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 for, for a small period of time. For, yeah. for me, Lundberg had that season where, you know, the streaks in his head. I had the, when I went Cardiff, I had the red line in my hair. And there's all the photos, you know. I was probably with Harry. Kane. I was probably with Harry Kane in the pictures, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I can't. I can't justify dropping Robert Perez, mate. I go on not just how they were as a player, but it's what they made me feel, and that's yeah. what I'm like with Over. Overmars gave me feelings that Lundberg never did. You know, you said earlier about oh, I'm in love with <laughs> Sack if I wasn't married and everything else like that. I'm going off that. Robert Perez go away again. When he lobs Schmeichel. Yeah, Boateng on the floor. Come watch the one against Liverpool where he, Anfield, where he cuts in and smashes it. And it's that, you know, we were, I was doing that in the playground every time. Was that when we were 10, down to 10 men as well? No. Was that? No. We were down to 10 men. That was was in the gold shirt. That was in the gold shirt. We were down to 10 men. Lundberg scores in that one. Lundberg scores in that one. He goes into the crowd. Then he goes into the crowd. Like, oh, what game that was! But um, I think that was the um, that was the two thousand and two season where we were unbeaten away the whole season. That was that season. That one, Neil. Yeah, I remember that. Shouldn't have been sent off either in that game. Whatever happened at Anfield, I don't. I don't know who it was, but it was Geo, I think. But we we um, yeah, it was a joke. But I was um, in a pub in Sawbridge with watching it with your brother. That one where we went down. No to way. Where was yeah. I there? No wonder. Two thousand two. Where the heck was it? Was it with I? you? I was might have been you? there. I don't remember where I was during the game. 
I just remember the game, but I, I don't remember where I was. Could have been. I don't yeah. know why. Usually, I was hanging out with you, but so I should have. Yeah. I should have been there. But do you know what I mean? Uh, I, I see where Pires is going with it, though. Right? It's an interesting point. But Saliba, Odegaard, Saka, to me, are the three elite players or potentially elite players in the team. There may be more, but I feel, I feel those three are very understandable. Who you? How many would? Is very how many would Henri have got if he had Odegaard and Burkamp feed it? Bloody hell. <laughs> unbelievable isn't it unbelievable it's a good um, point I don't know if Neil you go any different I think I discussed it with you pre-pod but um, but I think we kind of kind of agree where we were at with it but it's a good point but um, Leicester home uh, away sorry Leicester and they're, 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 the, they're since January they're, the, they're on the form guide they're fourth in the table Leicester they've, they've really improved they play Man U tomorrow I wouldn't mind them keeping it up there and then completely falling apart against us obviously um, at Leicester but it's Leicester away it's, it's always a tough game Leicester away um, and we know Brendan Rodgers likes to attack which hopefully plays into our hands but we don't know but Neil uh, predictions first scorer 3pm game Saturday I think it is uh, I I I I was saying um, that you know we don't never quite know that you're going to get with Leicester. They're either brilliant or they're bang average. But I think we're going to make them bang average. Um, I think we're, we're th- this game was monumental for so many reasons. We're not going to let that slip again. No way. I think we're going on a good run, uh, and I think we've got a fairly good record there. If memory serves, I think we've got a fairly decent record. So and I think there's going to be quite a few goals. I reckon we're going to win four one, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're going to win quite heavy. Um, and I think it'll be Martinelli. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that. Like that, I was going to say that as well. Yeah, go, James. Um, yeah, same same sort of thing as Neil, I agree. Um, but I'm, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a scoreline, again, that probably flatters, but it won't be that sort of type of game. So I'm going to say we're going to win 3-1, but it's not going to be as easy. It's not going to be a 3-1 where we've absolutely walloped them. It'll be the case of, you know, it'll be a closer game than that. And uh, I'm going to go for, I'll pick Odegaard. I'll go 3-1 Martin Odegaard. I, I need the fantasy, I need the fantasy football points, mate. Yeah. Him and Saka <laughs> are neck and neck, you know, yeah. neck and neck yeah. for goals and assists. I swear they're competing. I also think Saka competes with others. I think he's competing. I think he's watching Rashford and going, nah, 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 not this weekend, mate. Yeah. Me again. And and he's doing that because Rashford's obviously on a, on a sensational run of form. And, uh, yeah. And I think he's looking at that. When you watch it now, it's a travesty that Saka wasn't on one wing and Rashford on the other in the in the Euro South case, a clueless muppet. Any, but um, we uh, I'll go two one uh, to Arsenal. Um, I take we take any win, uh, to any, be honest, but any, two, any win, yeah, we got we got a win. We play first again, City play after us, so it's getting to that point now, isn't it? Where you where you're looking, but um, but I'll go two one. I'll go Martinelli as well. I think he'll start. I think he'll come back in. Um, I think the goal will do him, do him, do him, do him really good. I think, um, and we and we need him to, we need him to. He's 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 a massive player for us. So, boys, what a great hour and after chat. Um, I hopefully it's a nice way to start your Sunday morning. It was a great way to end my Saturday night. Um, we're on at Purely Arsenal FP on Twitter. We're on YouTube, Purely Arsenal. Just click a subscribe for us, or just listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, that helps us out a lot. We appreciate it. We'll be back after the Leicester game. Uh, up the arsenal two points clear game in hand let's be positive come on let's keep positive we're getting into the into the serious part of the season here and um and we're back we're back firing so keep it awesome come on boys come on boys